We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the NCAA Final Four. We're going to play some spitball and the second wave of NFL free agents. And we're going to talk Odell. So stay tuned. Did this shit my own life. Did this shit my own life. Did this shit my own life. Also, we're back! Mm. Woo! Alright, you need to relax. Like, Woo. I'm the one. No, 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 no. You can't relax on opening day. So now everyone just you went can't do deaf. It twice. That's man. totally warranted. Woo! Literally one more. I'm gonna beat you with this head. Please don't pause. Let's <laughs> pause. If, yeah, it'd be, if it pause. was here, he'd be pausing a lot. It is enough. So the throwback 2011 pause. Mm. Yo, I haven't heard that in a while too. It's pause. been a while since I heard that too. It's like he said, "I'm gonna beat you with this head, dog." Yeah. Please don't. Please don't beat me with head. It's a great. It's a great. I don't think anyone knows what we're talking yeah, about. We're we watching this. There's a mannequin head on the table that I was gonna <laughs> no, really beat. I, I, I think I put it on the ground. If they Did follow you? us on the on the on Instagram, Veterans Minimum, cheap plug. Follow that. You'll see the, the yeah, mannequin yeah. head there. Help me, Al Snow. Shout out to Al Snow. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yes, it is opening day. We just actually finished watching the Yankee game. Stan went ape shit. Yeah, Nick just showed. Bro, it. like 250 likes. You kidding? We, nice. We're out here. Out here. That, that is pretty out here. We need to be more out here. You know who's out here? <laughs> Stanton. Giancarlo. Talk about out here. Guy hits got, a double, two home runs in his debut. Oh, my God. I'm surprised he even wore pants. Talk about thick-ass dicks. Yeah, man. Jesus Yo, we were Christ. watching the game, me, Joey, and, and Danny, and uh, we were, uh, we couldn't even get into a conversation about Giancarlo, like, digging in, you know, stepping in, digging in, in his new uh, Yankee gear without him going Yahtzee one pitch in. It's insane. You know, the fastest Yo, opposite Apple field. Apple Taco? The fastest opposite field home run ever recorded 
by the MLB in terms of exit velocity. Really? Ever. In the Statcast era. In the Statcast, which is only like four years old, but still. And you know what's gonna be dope? Him and Judge, I definitely have a lot of side bets. Like, yeah, I'm gonna hit the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the farthest home run this yeah. year. Yeah, I'm gonna, just gonna leave the bat faster than you would. Because Judge, they show Judge like Judge. I think he struck out before he went yard his first inning, and they just cut to him. He's just like, wow. Like, yeah, dude, that's insane. The middle of that lineup is 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 just wild. not even the middle. The whole fucking Bro. one through five. I feel like Aaron Judge is a nerd. I don't what? think he's. I don't think he's doing bets. I don't know. He just has a nerdy vibe to me. He has a competitive vibe. So he to drops him, that dick. So a nerd you. can be competitive. Nerds can have big dicks. So I so so, so nerd can be competitive betting. Mm, I don't know. Like he's. It's, I, I feel like he doesn't bet because he thinks it's not the right thing to do. Bro, Tim, it's, please it is, shut up. It is, it is just like, just shut up. You know, it's it's in house though. That's a fair like, point, I feel Jack. like that. I feel like he'd do that. <laughs> well, he's not making it. I, he's betting Giancarlo because Giancarlo's making three hundred mil. Of course, he's betting that. Yeah, I'd be betting him too. But yeah, he'd be like, "Yo, you're two hundred mil to you know my fifty k, and my salary's not all there right oh, now." You know, know what I'm saying? What a bargain! <laughs> Probably the best contract in baseball right now. Well, he's a rookie. Yeah. Lots of good contracts. Yeah. A lot it's of first contract. A lot of home runs today too. Opening day already. Springer a lot of home dingers. Runs. The first home run of the year, first pitch was the first, first pitch. pitch of the year. That's insane. Ian Happ, that's fire. See ya. Which, by the way, Joe Madden being Joe Madden, leading off Ian Happ. Well, who else are you gonna lead off? The catcher. When's the last time a catcher led off? Jason Kendall's last last one I can think of. Catcher. About. Oh, I'm bugging. Wilson Contreras. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm bugging. I'm bugging. I'm bugging. <laughs> there goes Tim. But still, Ian Happ is not your prototypical. But they don't have one. That's the thing. Where I'm bugging. Like Addison Russell, maybe, but he don't get on enough. He's not a good enough hitter. He's more of a defensive stalwart. You think Javi Baez is a good Nah, he's nah, too much right. of a free swinger. Yeah. Also defensive stalwart. Not not your prototypical leadoff hitter, Ian Happ. Yeah, they don't have one, but they don't have one. So that's why, like, yo, let's try out Ian Happ, you know, throw him in there. It worked out today. You guys ever been to opening day? I Yo, great story. Ready? Oh, no. Eighth grade, right? I've never been to opening day. And I in eighth grade, you know, obviously going into high school, there's – uh, at the end of the year, they had an awards dinner, and Perfect Attendance was on there, and I I was dying to get Perfect Attendance. So my first bro- of all, what Perfect Attendance? Bro. <laughs> Why? Because my parents were always strict about you're not missing school for anything, you're not going to the Yankee game, you're not staying home for whatever reason. Man, I was faking sick left and right back in the day. I was trying to, but it wasn't working. I, I did like once a month. I had a, you know, I just stay home Dude, and chill. I would, I would. Set an alarm to wake up at three o'clock in the morning to go in my bathroom and make loud ass throw up noises <laughs> so I can get back in my bed and my mom would be like, I heard you throwing up last night. Did okay. you use a water cup? Like, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All bases yeah, yeah. covered. All bases covered. Wow. Anyway, I Innovator, saw a, yo. By the way, quick before I get on with my story, <laughs> I saw a tweet today that some kid was sat by his radiator for like mad long and sweated it out and he's like, Mom, take my temperature. I'm sick. It works? Yeah. Does that yeah. work? I don't think that works. Your body gets mad. Bro, you put your forehead on the radiator. It's red hot. <laughs> Danny's confirming. He's like, yep, done that. Been there, <laughs> done that. I know the radiator anyway, trick. So, uh, anyway, my brother has season tickets for the Yankees that year. It was 2007. And he's like, yo, you want to go? I was like, yes, I want to go. Ma, can I please fucking go? Like, I I'm, I need to miss school for the it's a 1 o'clock game. So like, oh, you could go. I was like, she's like, but you should go to school that day. I was like, all right, I'll go to school. I went to school till 11 o'clock, and my mom picked me up. Went to the game. Awards night comes. I didn't get a perfect attendance because I, I got marked for a half-day absence. Damn. Wow. They did half-day absences? I was A-tight at 
the school because I was like, son, I was there that day. What school? The, was it Catholic school? Ah, okay. That's very, why. Very strict. That's Public why. school, you just yeah. scan your ID, you're chilling. You're, Public not school? Even. Public school? Not even. You go there, be like, yo, I was here. It's like, all right, we got to. There you go. You, you, know, <laughs> you got it. Public school, you can miss school. My school, you have to call. Your your parents have to call you in, call you out, and you have to bring in like a note saying, yes, he was out. Trash. Even in high school, I was like that for me. I used to walk out of the front door in my high school and no one said shit. Anyway, so yeah, I got a half day marked out <laughs> and I was pissed at my mom because I was like, yeah, I didn't have to go to school that day if they were going to mark me out anyway. And B, I was like, yo, I was there that day. I should get my perfect attendance. It's trash. And then in 2009 when the Yankees won, my mom, I was like, yo, ma, call out. I'm going to this parade. Like, I haven't been to a parade in my life. I'm definitely not missing the Yankee parade. So I was like, but call out sick. Like, don't call out saying like, she's like, no, I'm calling out saying you're going to the parade. You know how many kids are calling out sick? She's like, I'm going to tell the truth. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I might have to get detention for this But nah, I worked out So it was all good with that So that's my opening day story Not the craziest But I'm, I'm still salty about not getting perfect attendance back in 8th grade Back back in the day, the Mets used to have $2 tickets on opening weekend Sunday and Monday I mean su- Sunday and Monday Saturday and Sunday And I used to go every Saturday, every Sunday I used to go to the opening games with my, with my boys, all of them In fact, I'm going this weekend 1 o'clock game Rager, you guys are all invited if you want to come. What day? We're pre-gaming. Saturday? Saturday, 10 o'clock. It's going to be DeGrom versus Waka, Michael Waka. So it's going to be a good game. Come on through. And if you guys are out there, come say hi. We're going to be getting fucked up in the parking lot before the game. So come see us at 10 a.m. We're going to be the the dickheads that are fucked up at 10 a.m. Yeah, I might be down. Come through. Nice. Heroin? Uh, We we, we stop it at heroin. That's, you know, it's a little... That's the extra mile. Heineken. For Heineken. 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 Heineken, right? No, I hate Heineken. And heroes. <laughs> I would rather do heroin. Heroes and heroines are going to be there, but not heroin the drug. Yo, I really, some of the stuff you say <laughs> makes me want to hit you. It's insane. Yo, I'm kind of down for that. Yo, come on through, man. Come you guys just making plans on the podcast? Why not? You <laughs> have this conversation <laughs> after. So, yo, yo, I'm down. Hit me up. What's your number? Come, yo, th- come through. Opening baseball weekend. I'm down for anything baseball. Hell yeah, man. It's going to be a good Everything time. Everything stops for a base. The Mets won today. Thor, 12, 12 Ks. I'm with it. Hey. I know he got hit around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even got to talk it's about Giancarlo because everyone game. else will fill you in on Giancarlo. You know what I'm saying? Twas a day. Guys, I got a, I got a trivia question for you. And those of you at home, if you don't know the answer, pause this, think about it, and see if you're right, and then see if you got it right. Which team owns the best record on opening day in MLB history? Shocker, yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, just like not even wait till I'm done with the question. I guess that pause. Nah, yeah, I, I know, out. I know that one too. All right, fine. Wait, why? Fuck you guys. That's weird. They started 0 and 8, and and now they have the best record on opening day. That's such day. a Met stat that you would know that because no one else knows that he knows the record because it. it's yeah. like it, that game <laughs> is literally the most meaningless game of the year. Every game counts. Okay. Hey, <laughs> hey it does. But like, it is the most meaningless technically. Nah, I mean. Why a game in May is more meaningless one. than opening day? Yeah, but what makes it le- more meaning less meaningless than like yeah May third? Game one sixty two because you have way more games to make up ground from a loss. But game one sixty two matters just as much as game. You one. have if all you win games. game one, you're not in the same spot as you are in game sixty two if you lost game one. Net net net. Wait, this what? This man's got a point. If you won game one, yeah, you're in a better spot when you're at game 62 than you were if you lost game one. But that's why that game would matter more because you have less ground to make up, so you have to win this game. No, but You if, don't have to win you the opening back day. Opening day, that game, you wouldn't have to win that game. I know that, but you have to win now. They like to say that you can't make the playoffs in, in April. Bro, April miss, games count. You can miss the chance at the playoffs. April games April. count as much as Nick's they do fire, in Jay. September. I got a finger point from Tim. I'm about to crush He's this. on fire. No. <laughs> finger point? Yeah, Tim was like, 
It's well, clearly. In fact, the, I'm about to give one. It's of these. the most meaningless game in the season. Uh, Two finger points. That's the HBK. Anyway, we're gonna stop talking about baseball for a second to switch over to uh, the college basketball. Woo! Okay. I'm hyped today. We're gonna do this all fucking. Maybe I don't know. Podcast. I, I just want to see your face. Yo, the only God, person that could woo more than two times is Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Everybody else, you can't. Some yeah. some people say I'm. I'm what I got about the Ric Flair swag? Whoa, whoa, I saw him one time walking through Dick's Sporting Goods because he's from Long Island, and I was just like, "Yo, man, big fan. Like, uh, I love wrestling." And I was like, "Oh, thanks, dude." Just like walked away. He didn't woo. No, no. Is he your typical like, yeah, Long no, Island? It wasn't Ric Flair. It wasn't Ric Flair. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Is he a flid? Typical Long Island really? stereotype. Do you guys know yeah. the term flid? Hat on backwards. Yeah, it's like fucking Long Island douchebag. Uh, sand yeah. sandals, but with the with the thong thing. Oh, I hate those. Oh yeah, that's that's the only sandals I wear. It's very Long Island. Island. Yeah, I posted a picture the other day on Instagram with like socks and sandals, and everyone's like, "Oh, you can't do that." And I just want to comment like. Yo, if you're not from New York, yeah, yeah, I, I can understand. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, like an athlete. Literally move here. Yo, yeah, I know. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. If you, if it was a summer and you weren't wearing socks and sandals to school in high school, you were the loser. But I know. Like from the outside perspective, you're a shoebie. Right. I'm like, yo, this isn't rocket power, dude. This is real life. Come to the <laughs> fucking New York and you'll see, bitch. Anyway. <laughs> wow. Uh, final four, we got uh, these matchups. Villanova uh, versus Kansas. Um, boss, I'll, I'll throw this to you. What do you foresee happening in this game? Uh, this is kind of like my championship. Not my championship, but it's going to have championship vibes. Similar to how Duke-Kansas mm. was the best game right. last round. Like You know what I'm saying? You got the seniors or the elder statesmen, which I like because uh, when you look at Duke-Villanova, you had Marvin Bagley and like all the freshmen, Wendell Carter, um, Gary Trent, right? They're all young, and then they have Grayson Allen, the fourth-year guy. But Bagley, too. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Um, but they're all freshmen, four freshmen, and then Grayson. Versus the experience of Kansas in terms of Svi, Svi Mikhailik, uh, Devontae Graham. Newman. Uh, you go Malik on, yeah, Newman. Malik Newman. He's, he's been in college three years, even though he sat out one. So you have a lot of elder statesmen on this Kansas team. When you go and look at Villanova, you have elder statesmen on that team too in terms of Jalen Brunson, Michael Bridges. Um, Amari Spellman's been in college two years. So I think this is going to be a, a great game, just as Duke was, but – you get to see, you know, elder statesmen. This is not the one and done game that college has become. This is look what happens when you have two or three year, four year guys versus two, three or four year guys. Like this is the true college game. And that's on that, display. I think that's what's gonna make this game so enjoy, enjoyable. It's gonna be like a bunch of guys who have been there, done that. Like there's a lot of experience on both of these teams, and not to mention the coaching staff. So right, that's gonna make this of extremely. Good matchup. And also, it's one where you're not going to see just like sloppiness. I think that's what you're getting at, Boss. Like Tim said, Jay Wright and Bill Self are like two right. bone, like will be Hall of Fame head coaches. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, both national champions. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, these, they've the been there, done there. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, this is my championship game. And, you know, then you look at the other side, you have Sister Jean versus Wolverines, is what I heard. Them Sister coined. Jean versus Wolverine. So, Bars. I like that. We'll see. With, with Kansas and Villanova, the old school college basketball fan, this is their kind of game. Like you said, you you fall in love with these players. Where a, a big issue with college basketball now is the one and done rule. You're not you you don't fall in love with this guy because you know he's gonna be gone in four months, right? They just come in. It's it's like a stopgap before they get into the league. So you don't have that bond with Patrick Ewing where he's at Georgetown for four years. MJ's at North Carolina for three years, right? 
a lot of people get at Kevin Durant because he's so pro Texas and he was there for six months. He was a one and done also. And they're yeah. like, yo, how did you get so in love? How were you so in love with Texas? You were only there for a couple months. Yo, same thing with Melo. Like everyone's like, yo, Jim Beheim, Hall of Fame coach, but he bought he has one ring. And it was when Melo was there for six months, and now Melo has his own basketball facility. I was gonna say on they campus. made like a building after him. But he right? contributed mad money to that. Like Did he? he yeah. Obviously, that wouldn't be named after I mean, hey, if you went through to a spot and you were the king for a little while, Facts. you're going to want to celebrate that And spot. that was at a time where he could have went pro Yo, out yeah. of high school, you know, instead of yeah, like college for one year. Yeah. Greeks ran the world for like 30 years. We still talk about it. You like to remember the good old days. I think literally, only I, I didn't even know that. that. <laughs> <laughs> the Greek Empire was like 30 we years We did long. create uh, the Olympics and anal. So <laughs> there's two under our belt right there. That's something to hold your hat on. Uh, yo, uh, it's going to be in San Antonio this weekend. The Alamo. That's where Kansas won it in 08. Interesting. And also, um, it's something when you're looking at both matchups, you got to factor in. And now they're playing in an arena. They're not playing in an arena. They're playing in a stadium. Hmm. Right? So you have that having to shoot, uh, you know, like the, the depth protection. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's harder, and um, for all you degenerates out there, one sitting in the room over there, brother, brother over there, one Danny, sitting in the room. Well, well many, yeah. Uh, a lot yeah. of games tend to go under in the first half because you're not used to that. It's different shooting where <laughs> that row is further back than it usually is. Right. Right. Upper deck is about hundred feet past. Where yeah, it, usually it fucks is. up your yeah. depth per- per- perception. Yeah, I, I was gonna try to pronounce that, but I was gonna butcher it. So I I'm thought glad you, said that you said that. Give it a shot. Yeah, did I? Give it depth a shot. Perception. It's not hard. Depth. depth. Depth perception. Got it. I, I called it depth for mad long. Yeah, so, yo, first um, of all, no, good. first of all, we're, you, that was debt. He thought debt was depth. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Nick, you remember what? You are dumb. Yo, what about what about that time we went to the movies and I was trying to call it a Coca? A yo, Coca- he was trying to say Coca Cola. He goes, yo, what's that drink? It's no, no, like no, no, a no, 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 no. I tried to say coconut. Oh, he tried to say coconut. And he's going, yo, what is that? Like Coca? Coca-Cola. Is it Coca Cola? Like, yeah, that's like, Coca Cola. He's like, no, 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 like the fruit and the tree, like. <laughs> Coconut? He's like, yeah, that's the one. That's bad. He's like, yo, that's bad, right? I'm like, yeah, that's fucking bad. I just had some coconuts before. They're fantastic. Some coconuts? Yo, both of these teams, all their losses this year, they've shot under 40% from three. Mm. And that's just the new the new trend in, the, in, in all basketball. It's a three-point shot. If you hit your threes, you're going to be in the game. That's why teams that go down 20, they're not out of it anymore. And if they get hot from behind the arc, they're chilling. So both of these teams, all their losses, they, they shot under 40%. So that's probably the biggest X factor in this game. And now you add that they're playing in a stadium and how much harder it is to shoot. That's a game changer right there. Yeah. Speaking of which, too, Loyola, Loyola and Michigan, both of these teams, they've won 27 games in a row combined. Loyola 14, Michigan 13. These are teams that haven't experienced losses in a long time. And if in you a look row? at Oh, in a row. row. Okay. In a row. And if you look at all their stats, they're almost identical. And Loyola is kind of edging them in a lot of their stats. So this is going to be an interesting matchup. I know for me personally, I had Michigan and Kansas going to the final to, to the championship, and I'm still alive bracket-wise. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of calling you out on that. I don't know. You had that? Yeah, I had that. In the VM? Yeah, VM. I had Michigan in my final four. That's the only one I got right. Remember I asked Ashley Neville about Michigan? Me too. The same thing. That, yeah. I just had a feeling about Michigan because they, they really did well in the Big Sean, Ten we'll tournament. Check that now. Check they that. did. They won it. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Back to back years, they won it. But yeah, I mean, Sister Jean Wolverines. But yo, don't you like think the, the pressure is on Michigan though? Don't you think Loyola's playing with house money? They got this far. Michigan's a traditional power. They don't least. seem like to think that way though. No, they don't. I don't think you play with house money when you're in the Final Four now. Now you're like, yo, we 
we Cinderella's kind of over, and it's just like, yo, mm-hmm. we're we're participating in these this press conferences and everything leading up to the Final Four. It's much more bigger. Like you said, it's a stadium now. We're playing in front of what sixty thousand people now, not our traditional ten thousand back yeah. in, on campus or a hundred, like Tim said that one time. Yeah, hundred thousand. No, you had said that they play in front of like a hundred people for Loyola. That was one of the steamy hot takes that you like to bring every week. Yo, I guarantee you there was a Loyola game that had less than... Nah. Yo, yo they're a traditional program. They were national champs back in the day. Oh, yeah. Anyway, whatever. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Yo, I'll say this, though. Marcus Towns, who had a big shot against... Uh, not Miami the first round. Who played second round? Uh, Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking about Michigan. Marcus Towns went to Jersey Product. He played on the same high school team. With was Carl Car- Anthony Towns and Wade Baldwin, who was a draft pick, went to, I want to say Vandy. It was Vandy or Purdue. I always get the schools mixed up because they wear the same colors. But I think he plays on Memphis now. Wade Baldwin? Yeah. yeah I think he was so. a first-round pick. Yeah, but yeah. Later first-round pick. Um, not for nothing, too. I kind of like their big to have. Cam and Krut- Krutwig. Yo, traditional, like, put me on the block, and I'm I'm a wide dude. I'm, like, you know, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, six, but I can get my body position and throw the jump hook up there. Watch out for him in, in this game. He's going to go up probably against um, Mo, not Mo Wagner, Mo Wagner. Wagner. Mo Wagner. <laughs> um, I, Wagner. Think, I think that's an interesting matchup to watch out. Clayton <laughs> Custer, obviously, at the guard, and uh, Richardson, I think it was his name, Brad Richardson. Uh, ben Richardson, I'm sorry, Ben Richardson. So, Loyola starting five, I think they can compete with anyone left in this in this final four. Really, depth wise, I don't know about that because obviously all these schools are high D one and right. championship caliber teams, whereas Loyola is a mid major. But starting five, they can play with anyone, and they've proven that thus far. So I don't think I'm going out on a limb saying that. But and so far they have. Yeah, they've that's done, what I'm saying. Like they've they haven't been in these like close games where they just squeak them out and there's a bunch of turnovers at the end either. No, nah, they're beating, the, been shit out of beating the shit out of people. Yo, they yeah. beat they beat Miami the 6. They beat Tennessee the 3. Then Nevada and Nevada the 7 who, you know, they uh, escaped playing Cincinnati, but they played K-State, also escaped playing the and number 1. Also earlier in the Virginia. year they won at Florida. Right. And that's that's a pretty big win too. Florida was one of the better teams yeah. in the SEC also. They asked so, Sister Janice what she's giving up for Jean, Lent. Sister Jean. Sister Jean, excuse me. Yo, you don't get anyone's name right. Yo, <laughs> Sister Janice is something someone famous. I can't remember why, but she's famous. Uh, she just sounds uh, like an old woman who teaches like math and Oh, kids. that's my oh, my girl had a had a she was teaching at, at school at uh, Sister Catholic Janice. School. Anyway, Sister Jean. Anyway, she Sister said Gladys. she's giving up losing for Lent. If that's not the most gangster shit, uh, uh, yeah, but like someone said, said, wait, when is Lent over? Sunday and the game Saturday. <laughs> Sunday, you oh, bad okay. Catholic. That would be funny, bro. I'm not. I'm barely like. <laughs> I didn't even go to Palm Sunday. That shit came and went. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so 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 you're saying they're gonna win Saturday and losing the chip, or Sister Jean saying that? I would like Michigan to win, but Sister you know, Jean Sunday you know, Lent's over. I don't know if she's giving up losing post Lent. Would you, you know? guys want to see Loyola Loyola make it? What? Hell yeah! I'm rooting for them hard, even though I even though you know. Whatever. I'm rooting for them hard. Even though what? They've got this far. You can't not, like, even not though, even about though bracket, my bracket. Yeah. Oh, oh, all right, all right. I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm rooting for the underdog. That would be dope. A, an 11 seed? That would be sick. That's some shit. That's some shit. It'd be historic. Yeah. The the lowest Again. seed that has ever won a championship was the seventh seed, and that was UConn. Yeah. That was just now, right? Yeah. A couple years and, ago. And that's years. also UConn. Well, you know what I mean? Right? Basically just now. And before that, that, I mean, in our lifetime. And before <laughs> that, it was a four, I think. Syracuse, right? It was a four, and that was the lowest before that. We were three in 03. Three? I think a four was Yo, the Yo, Bielema, one of the, one of the best coaches that have a lot of... Beeline. What, what did I say? Bielema? 
don't know, I don't know what the hell you said. Bilama, it, was, I think it, was, it was like a soccer player's coach. name or yeah. something. Yeah, that's Bilama. 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 like a soccer player. He's also, that's the thing, like Bill Self, Jay Wright, and John Beeline are three guys that are knocking on the Naismith Hall of Fame door. Like, yo, let me in. Yo, you ready for this one, you degenerates out there? Oh, God. 30 and 10 against the spread Beeline? in his last 40 playoff games. Who? That's conference tournament, NIT, NCAA. Beeline, yeah. Yo, Beeline. 30 and 10? Beeline's yeah. won two straight tournaments. We're looking at like a 75% so. uh, Danny, there. write that down. <laughs> <laughs> trends, trends. Got it. Trends up. Parlaying that. Yo, last thing I want to say, going back to Kansas a little bit. Remember how in the beginning we were talking about who's going to be a guy that can improve his draft stock? A guy coming in that might might get drafted, might be a borderline first-round pick, and now can right. play into the now lottery. Now he gets the looks. Yo, Malik Newman has been on an absolute tear. He's yep. been carrying this team. He had like a 30-point game in the tournament, too. There's a guy that could be this year's Buddy Heald, a guy that plays himself into the lottery. And he's he's kind of like a grizzled vet, too, like you were saying. Yeah, Malik Newman went to Mississippi State out of high school, so it was kind of like the local kids staying local, like a la Trey Young mm-hmm. staying in Oklahoma. And uh, it didn't really work out. I mean, he was great for them, but they were not where they want to be. Like Ben Howland had just taken over the program, but, you know, he was a top – 15 recruit so he's like yo i'm trying to win and get to the league obviously so he transferred sat out his year last year now it's his third year in college but only second year playing and he was always that top four so like i said he was top 15 recruit so he obviously had game and now he's being able to showcase it in the big 12 on kansas you know a perennial power team that's won 14 i've lost count of how many straight big 12 titles they've won yeah, a lot um so yeah i mean he really took over the second half and overtime for Kansas, I think he had nine straight points in overtime at one point to start the to start yeah, the period. Off. So yeah, Malik Newman is probably on draft boards now in terms of like a first round pick. Yo, Michigan, if you were to bet them at the start of the tournament, fifty to one, Loyola two hundred to one, right? And then Kansas and Nova were you know in the single digits, there. but that'd be nice if you had a ticket to that. Yeah, you know what's crazy? Nova was dogged against Duke, and I think they're dogged again this weekend. And how often do you see a one seed dogged in in their own region? Yeah, in terms of like you know, but to be fair, the elite eight. You're talking about Kansas being a dog. Can, who, you said it. Nova. Oh, I'm sorry. Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was surprised to see them as a dog against Duke, despite how good Duke was. It's kind of blatant disrespect. By the way, I hit my parlay on that. I actually bet those. So did, those so two did, games. So did Danny. Oh, let's Scandal. find out. Let's find out. Five dollars. Okay. I won eight. I won eight fifty though. Profit, a whole eight fifty incremental. Profit. I'm trying to see a profit Profits. somewhere. <laughs> you got it. I can't knock it. You know, I'm like one and seven in my that's, last place. That's like a, a whole, <laughs> that's like a breakfast bagel in New York, bro. I'm in I'm in there. A fifty. That'll get you a pack of gum and an orange juice. <laughs> which you shouldn't eat together, by the way. Uh unless it's orange flavored gum. If is there orange flavored gum? Is there? There's, There's orange flavored Starburst. Style. Yo, orange Tic Tacs? Fucking Jesus Christ. Much better than regular Tic Tacs. I've right. never had a Tic Tac in my I life. once had a nightmare about Tic Tacs. You've never had a Tic Tac? Yo, who like, are you? What the fuck? Why would I have a Tic Tac? Do you not have a grandma? Jeez. Like, they <laughs> nah, gave like, them out like crazy when we were younger. Yo, what's that shit that comes in those little flip things? Those are the things that I got. Pez. No, not Pez. Oh. Pez are fire. Aren't Tic Tacs like, like... It's like a, yeah. A like breath a, thing? Like, yeah. You know, yeah. T- but they're also just... So, I'm talking about... Those things Altoids? Like, Altoids. Yes! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Altoids are like... I've had, I've Ew. had Altoids, but I've never fucked with Altoids. The only reason big I, Altoid guy like three of them popping them. Those Altoids boxes, bro, are but really valuable when you're a teenager. Oh, for the rubbers, 
For the rubbers and for whatever else you're, you're using that you don't want your parents to know about. For Peter Parker and Mary Jane. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. Weed. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know what you're talking about. Straight edge. What are you talking about? Uh, you know, <laughs> Altoids, though, not as good as Tic Tacs. Let's, I, let's move forward. I feel like Altoids are the move when you're drinking and you're like, yeah, I need something to clean myself up. Altoids. Ew. Nah, you take those Listerine. After you're done drinking, not while you're drinking. Listerine, Listerine strips, tongue strips. Yeah, those are the worst. Little, those burn more than anything. Those burn. You First of all, I got one of those tongue pot. strips. It caught on the back of my throat. I thought I was going to throw up, and my throat was burning for like an hour. I used to need those after like the club nights. Do you remember the, the like, it would be gross in there. The grimy Noah First of all, club would be, nah, like the Noah night. No, there, you'd, you'd go there, you'd get your mouth into Random people's mouths and things like that, and then you'd have to you'd have to put something in your you mouth. Gotta pop to, them, yeah. yeah, you have to. Yo, Especially Altoids. if you hooked up with some girl who like smoked cigarettes. You're like, yeah. oh, what what is this? Yeah. It looks it feels like I eat Altoids. dirt. Altoids answer to everything. Uh, nah, bro. Yeah, I, I want the I want the one that carry. that kills yeah. the germs as well. <laughs> it's too much to carry. That's hilarious. Right, that does get checked at security because it's a little metal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you gotta take that out the pocket real quick. My my grandma was popping me Tic Tacs like fucking. I got the butterscotches and the and the little strawberries that had the outsides that looked yes, like a strawberry. Son. Oh, I don't you know. know. Fuck them shit. Shout so out good. to Yaya Kiki out here. Yeah, yeah. And Yaya Nina. Come on, man. These people got names? Yaya Kiki and Yaya Nina. Jesus. Yaya. Sound, like, sound like tribes. What is that? That's fine. That's Bro, Yaya. Yaya is Greek for grandma. I know it is. Kiki is Angeliki. And Nina <laughs> is... Is who? Kiki is Angeliki. Uh, Angeliki. Like Angelica. And then Nina is short for... Katarina or Katarina? <laughs> Katarina? She said short for Katarina or Katarina. That's how, you know? that's how, that's how we say it in the, in Lambs the, up, in the yeah. lands. Bro, you're barely you know great. It's crazy. Yo, so who got <laughs> the final four? Though? I mean, the chip. Chip and winning. I got Michigan taking the whole thing. Michigan Damn, sweeping sister it. Sister Jean. Although I picked Down Kansas in my... Marines. I picked Kansas in my bracket. I'm going to pick Michigan to take it. Shout out to Abdul Rahman. Who you got winning it? Bucks. Uh, I got Kansas winning it all. <laughs> I'm going to go with Villanova. <laughs> I'm going to go Nova, too. Fuck it. Let's go. I, uh, Yo, Philly's winning, bro. Philly's out. I hate Nova, First man. First of all, don't. Back to the Big East I days. I know, but they are. I know. Philly's I got no love for Nova. Free me. Who you got? Uh, Michigan. All right. Uh, anyway, let's move over to spitball now. Oh my god, yo, please, for real, please, please. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, he asked, please, so it's, I'm gonna stop. I said, please, too. You did not say, please. Nah, I, did. You said, I said, fuck I you, I hate you, I'm gonna punch you in the face. Nah, nah, I said, I was gonna beat you with the, with the mannequin head, yeah. which I, which is still on the table. <laughs> literally, literally, and metaphorically, yeah. or like whatever you want to say. Um, we're gonna start with slip and slide. Uh, Sal Perez, not the way you want to start a season. Catcher of the Kansas City Royals, out for six to eight weeks with a torn MCL while carrying his luggage. He slipped. I'm sorry. That's the most baseball injury, though. No, 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 no. Torn ACL, MCL is legit no matter what. No, yo, but I'm saying no- how he got hurt, though. Yo, not for nothing. Story, a little story. When my, my nephew was born, my first nephew, we were leaving the hospital, like, all high. It was, like, 4 or 5 in the morning. My mom slipped. on. There was a coffee. Like, someone spilled coffee in the Man. hospital. Slipped. And, you know, my mom's a little older, obviously. And she had to stay in the emergency room that night. Damn. Damn. She like, probably was I was like, yo, that's the most Carl Pavano thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Sosa pulled his back sneezing. Uh, like, come on, that's man. terrible. Yo, Carl Pavano. Duncan Keith, I think, hurt his back before a playoff game uh, picking up. His, like His son dropped the chip, and he was like going to pick it up with his son in his 
in his arm and he like threw out his back. I Yo, mean, I've done stuff like that. Carl Pavano shoveling Carl snow. Carl Pavano is even worse because he had an ass injury, isn't it? Nah, he Wasn't had a lot of eyes. He, he had an ass injury. Kevin right Brown punched in the clubhouse, you know what I'm saying? A lot of freak injuries out there. Baseball. You know? Yo, sneezing? That's terrible. Mom slipping. For Salvador Perez slipping. If you told, if, Tim, if you told me, yeah, I put my back out sneezing, I'd be like, dude, you're pathetic. I, no. Pack it up. I, I, but I fucked up my ass because I slipped on the stairs. Yo, listen to this. I went to the ER. You fucked up your ass? I fu- I could have worded it better, but my, my ass cheek is is really in a lot of pain Who for the last your ass? two weeks. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you guys went to Miami, I drove you guys that f- one of those times. Yeah. I was taking out I took out yeah. someone, I took out someone's bag. I felt like I got shot in the stomach. <laughs> he was like, oh, I remember <laughs> that. No, I strained my abdominal. I went to the ER. I thought I had a hernia. Damn. They were touching my nuts, touching everything. And I was like, yo. <laughs> his stomach hurts. Check his balls. <laughs> no, for her, you got to. You got to. All right. All right. Let's move on. Those anyway. balls check, Phil. Yo, that's my freak injury. Strained abdominal. New rules. Uh, the NFL has had some new rules. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I'll give you the highlights. Uh, you can't use your helmet to initiate or make contact, meaning you can't torpedo no more. You got to really like tackle like they did in 1947. I mean, that's a rule, no? Uh, but you can't just... In any case where you're leading with your head, now it's a penalty. They're really trying to get rid of that, which I, I understand. And also the catch rule, everyone's the, everyone's favorite rule. Surviving the ground is no longer in there. But what they say is a receiver must control the ball with two feet in and establish himself inbounds and perform a football move. Or they had to make it complicated. They added or have the ability to perform a football move. What the fuck like is that? Like a third step or reaching forward for the goal line or the first down or whatever. I like the third step rule. That makes it easy. Can I, I give you a good one? Have some. Have a group of like five dudes hammered at the war room and be like, yo, guys. That's never good. Is it, that a catch? Is that a catch? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, it's not a catch. <laughs> Ch- chilling. What the Simple. fuck is that? Yeah, exactly. Too much. Yeah. Surviving the ground, the ability, whatever you just said there. It's have the much. ability to... You always have the ability, NFL, to make a move. Not always. Come on. Anyway. You don't have the ability if you don't if you don't catch it. If you're getting hit right away, too. Yeah. No Messi, no... <laughs> no Messi, mucho problema, papa. Uh, Messi did not play this week for Argentina against Spain, and Spain beat the piss out of them. 6-1 Damn. in the last uh, set of friendly games before the next time all these teams are going to meet up. International break is going to be for the World Cup. So for everybody that shits on Messi and having no success with Argentina, when he doesn't play, it gets ugly. So just be careful what you wish for. Don't take him for granted. Shout out to Spain. I hope everyone's staying safe out there. Some crazy stuff going on out there right now. Shout out to you guys. Uh, familiar faces, new places. Jeff Capel, former Oklahoma coach who rec- recruited uh, Blake Griffin, leaving Duke as an assistant and taking the job at Pitt, a team that went winless in the ACC. You know, it's a big-time job, obviously ACC job, so he's trying to bring that program back to life after leaving the Big East. And Chris Mack leaving Xavier, where he had mad success. And going to Louisville, taking over a program that's kind of in turmoil with Patino and, you know, the self-employed sanctions and stuff like that. So, not self-employed, self-given, whatever. Yeah, self-imposed. Self-imposed restrictions, thank you. So, uh, yeah, Chris Mack on the move and Jeff Capel on the move, two big-time coaches. And Dan Hurley also went to UConn a week or so back. So, UConn might be back on the map, too, in two or three years. Uh, G League tragedy, RIP. Uh, well, the G League tragedy and RIP, uh, Zeke Upshaw, uh, he was a player in the G League. He died while playing in what doctors are calling a sudden cardiac death. You never want to see that. Jesus. Uh, that's a major stint. And 
and more of rules like guys who are later in their life. Rusty Staub, uh, who is one of the Mets greats of all time, he passed away today at the age of 73. He used to come into my mom's store. And uh, she owns a flower shop and he used to like joke around my uncle and stuff like seemed like a great guy from our interactions and one of the best Mets of all time. So uh, rest in peace, Rusty. And yep. and and Zeke Upshaw. Zeke Upshaw, Hallstra product too, local guy. Yeah. Local product. And it's it's sad because a lot of the t- we, we get training in this because I'm a coach and young African-American kids are are at the most risk of just like their heart stopping in the middle of a, a sporting event. Like I have to be a- AED certified and CPR certified to, to coach a game. And it's, it's, it's just, it's an unbelievable tragedy when something like that happens, especially someone you assume is a professional athlete is in the tip top shape. Yeah. It's just uh, so random. It's just, you know, your visceral health and what's going on inside. You are just so often not the same thing. Yeah. Uh, no date set yet. The United States Supreme Court has set back the ruling on uh, sports betting being legalized in the state of New Jersey. So it's a big case that I'm following close to heart. And it's just it just keeps get, getting pushed back week after week. So that's going to be a game changer when it comes down. Honestly, good. Because I'm struggling. <laughs> the longer that stays off, the more better my pockets will. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm kidding. I, I really do want that to We'll be racking right. up these comps at the Borgata, though, is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Probably. That'll, pick that, up a limo that'll be here. paid back in uh Yeah, yeah by the time we get there. Yeah, that's, for sure. I'll turn into a gambler if that's the case. If yeah. I can go to the Bovada and, and bet, I yeah. You are a gambler. You're just the Bovada. <laughs> what? The Borgata. What I say? Bovada. I already go to Bovada. No, I, I mean no, I don't. On the internet. <laughs> on the interwebs, you do. Yeah, but you on know, I do it. I, I, I'm not supposed to. Anyway. I find a way around it. Loopholes. 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 Um, all right, let's talk about the NFL a little bit here. Uh, some second wave of free agent signings. Uh, the first one, Honey Badger to the Texans. Mm. Like it? Love Lo- it? Hate it? Love it with an L-U-V. Really? I like oh, it. Oh, I love it. That's, that's big. One. So here's the thing. Arizona didn't want to get rid of him. They didn't want to play, pay him $9 million a year. This is a guy coming off two ACL surgeries, and that's a lot. That's a lot that he, he's, he's broken down a little bit, but he's still young, and he still provides something that the Texans didn't have back there, and that's a ball hawk. Ball hawk. That's a guy that just makes plays. A guy in your secondary that you can give him a Troy Palomalu kind of role where you just give him a green light and you let him just play off instinct. No scheme, no fit, no assignments. Let him just read and react. That's the best situation for Honey Badger, and I think that's a great move. I love everything that the Texans have done this offseason. Especially when you have a front that, assuming they're healthy, that too, that can get to the quarterback real quick. That gives just gives him even more of the freedom to roam around whatever he wants because you're less to get you're less likely to get burned if the quarterback has no time to throw it. Mm-hmm. So having him back there, if, if he can return healthy, and health is a big issue because two ACL surgeries are nothing to, to scoff at. Terrible. So yeah, so if he can come back 100 percent or even like 90 percent, uh, he's still one of the better safeties in the league and. I love the move for the Texans. I wish the Jets would have got him. The Jets were flirting with it. So I, I think that this is definitely a move that the Texans will not regret. I'm He's cool with the Jets not getting him in my bag because we got Marcus Mann and Jamal Adams. So our safety position is kind of set. And he's more, you know, even though he, he'll roam, he's still a safety. He could have played you know? a little corner, I think. Mm. He's still got a little corner in him. I don't know if he can Some man. zone corner. Yeah. I mean, maybe. For you to get the best out of him, I think playing safety Yeah, is for him. He could and- also tackle yeah, with the best of them. So I mean, I, I'll, I you can't That's, not like that move in a division where it's quickly rising to be one of the more competitive. I wouldn't say the best division, but one of the more competitive sure. in terms of like the top 
top teams. You know, if, even if the, the bottom Colts, teams. If the Colts get luck back, the Jags have made moves this off season, and they've yeah, I mean, the they reigning were just division the winners championship. Yeah, too. yeah. So who am I forgetting that division? The Titans. Titans, who also made the playoffs. Won a playoff game. Um, that division's loaded, and to keep up with it, you got to keep bettering yourselves, and that's what they've done. That's what they do with this move. Yeah. Also, he's just like a game changer for me. I think yeah. that this dude is on like, the field. He's a game changer. Yeah, like uh, he's put the potential to be that. We saw him that one year. He had an Arizona where he was just like, "Yo, this dude." They put him on the line. He could get after the quarterback. He can. You just roam, let him roam. If he is able to stay on the field and stay healthy and like have this a full season, like this dude is a game changer out there. Well, Bruce Arians said that what they're the most underrated loss of that 2015 season was when he tore his ACL mm-hmm. in that game against the Eagles. Remember, that was the David Johnson coming out party in his rookie year. He had three touchdowns that game. I remember it was Sunday Night Football. And Honey Badger gets an interception. They're up three touchdowns with a minute and a half left. And he blows out his knee. And that was the second one. Because his rookie year, he'll always, he'll always have a special place in my heart because I bet him to win rookie of the year. Defensive rookie of the year. That was the year uh, Sheldon Richardson won it. And up until week 14 when he got hurt returning punts, he was the clear favorite. Do you know what odds I got on him? 60 to 1 odds because he went in the third round they had a lot of people in the secondary his his role was going to be limited and after like week eight he was the front runner like no no matter what and then he, he got it was hurt. also a question mark to just be on the field after yeah, all yeah that too everything he went through at lsu that so. too and and then so he suffers his injury in 2013 comes back in 14 and then he gets hurt in 15 so he he's had two serious in, injuries but like you said joe he's a game changer and he just makes plays yeah, it was, that was my favorite guy. I fucking loved him. You remember? I used to, you know, I was riding his D all through, <laughs> all through college. Um, <laughs> the next, <laughs> uh, the next one we have is Nadamakansu uh, going to the Rams. I have a hot take. This is my Super Bowl winner. Is it that much of a hot take? I don't yeah. think it's that hot. I don't think it's you that think hot. It's that hot. Yo, this, this line is now, though, yo, yo, from March before the draft. Yo, leave that to Tim, bro. Chill. You don't got the hot takes. <laughs> That's true. I, I think I, that's like a take. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. Just they take. had a monster offseason with Peters to leave and now Sue yeah. to go along with Aaron Donald. Building off what they did last year. This is going to be the first time in their careers where both of them are not going to get double teamed. Because you got Donald and you got Sue. Donald got to get paid though, right? Did he get paid? They just double teamed no, and block no one else. So He hasn't. But they have the biggest X factor in the NFL. Two teams have it. The Eagles and the Rams. Inside passers? No. They're paying their quarterbacks punter money. Mm. Right, because of because they're on their rookie deal. Yeah, yeah. But that's such a big luxury to have. Look at what the uh, I keep going back Seahawks. to this. Look what the Seattle. Seahawks did. Yeah. That that Legion of Boom era for four years was so great because Russell Wilson didn't get paid. Once Russell Wilson got paid, that's when all this shit started happening because they went to Michael Bennett. They're like, "Yo, man, can you take like a four million dollar pay cut?" Hey, Earl, Earl Thomas, come here. Can you take a pay cut, Cam? And that's like, "Nah, man, I'm not taking a pay cut. Watch it." You know, that's when it starts. So, the Rams building off what they did last year. Adding all these guys now, they are a little bit of a head case, all of them, but it, it's so hard not to not to like this move. Yeah, I mean, it makes that line just like ridiculous. And one thing that that people are saying is they're like, Sue is a money hungry dude. He plays for Sue. He goes wherever the money's at. Uh, this is not a money move. Uh, I know that the the Jets have money, money and they were move. throwing money at him. They had he had a bunch of suitors, and he took the one year deal with L.A. because he wanted to win. Also, though, he's also making $14 million, sure, too. Sure, but I, that's that's not the long-term guarantee. Oh, yeah. Like, but I think he only the, had one-year deals. I, I heard that he had three-year deals on the table, the last I read about it. 
I don't know. Either way, he's going to the situation that he has the best chance to win in. Like he not not hypothetically the most money, but that inside pass rush. Can you imagine being the guards? On there's gonna be two weak offensive lines in that in that division in Seattle and in Arizona. Can you imagine being the guards in the center in the, in there, like trying to stop a pass rush up the middle? Everyone's going shotgun. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be nuts. <laughs> no one's still going under center. Dude, Russell Wilson's probably taking ground balls right now at second. Yeah, to go play for the Yankees. <laughs> like, yo, man, like, fuck this, man. Yeah. I'm not going back to there. baseball. He go. I ain't going to that. She's like, uh, he's eight yards deep on this shotgun. I don't know why. And you're gonna have to double team one of them at, at all times. Who do you double team? Probably Aaron Donald, right? If you double team Donald, that leaves Sue one on one. You can't handle him. Then you got Ed Rogers on the outside, where you don't even have to have elite guys. They just got rid of Robert Quinn, but you don't even have to have elite guys on the outside in order to get a pass rush because the double teams are not gonna be coming on the edges. They're gonna be du- coming on the inside. So this is gonna not only. I bet you that you're gonna have an emerging star come out of the end spot from the Rams this year, not because he's an emerging star or anything, but because so much pressure's coming in from the inside that he's getting the the one on ones. They also lost the voice of the defense that crest along Nick's chest over there, Alec Ogletree. All uh, the Giants. He, he's been bad the last couple of years. Mm, nah. His PFF grades have been Dude, super no. low, and he's just been bad. Like two years ago, nah, he was one of the so. reasons why that, that defense was so bad, and he underperformed this year. Mm. And no matter what metric you look at, no matter, even if you just look at him play. I'm just talking about eye test. I thought he was I, solid. I, I, too. I thought he was solid, too. Yeah, he made I, a watched like a, I watched like four to five games of Rams games in full. He, uh, he was making tackles. He made he wraps up. He's hey, also the captain he of the defense. The, yeah, I was going to say, he's the captain, and mm. he wouldn't be the captain if he didn't make plays. Also, you gotta think that the secondary. I think that's now, a big loss in the middle. I don't know. Like, I, yes, that pass rush is amazing, but that that loss that linebacker hurts. Also, they franchise Joiner, so their secondary is gonna be even better now. And now those guys don't need to cover somebody for that long because you got Sue and you got and you got Donald. And also, think about it: so many teams try to find edge pass rushers. Now you're getting pass rushers up the middle. That's some difference. That's the worst place as a quarterback because you can't step up into that throw. Yeah. Also, but Russell Wilson, you can step out. You know what I'm saying? True, true. And Jimmy he's G. In, well, he better be on his horse, getting ready to saddle up and run around. Yeah, uh, also, who's pulling the strings back there? Wade Phillips, one of the best minds in football defensively. Mm. Yo, so, quickly, that team was made over real quick. McVay, Goff. Um, I mean, you could just go from there. The D. And, Everything. Whitworth was another one. It was yeah. like a. It was. It wasn't a rebuild. It was like a retool. So they're going into year three of Jared Goff. Next offseason, they'll be able to do this again. They'll grab three, four more high-end free agents. And then then you'll see similar to what happened with the Broncos, right? They bring in Peyton Manning, and then they, they signed all these guys to these big one-year deals. And like the Jets did that one year where you guys missed the playoffs because the, the last game of the year came down to the last game of the year against the Bills. You signed all those big one-year deals for these guys. Those weren't one-year deals. That's what was the problem with the Jets. Like, Darrell Revis wasn't a one-year deal, and he was cut. But he the had the year. option to opt out, though. Yeah, they cut him, though, and they ate a ton of money yeah. for that. Cromartie they bought back. I think that was a one-year deal. But not. But but to the point, though, yeah. that's that still stands. It, it's huge, man. When you when all these quarterbacks, when Joe Flacco and Eli Manning, and you guys, I don't need to express how much I love Eli Manning, they're making $25 million a year. They're probably $9 million quarterbacks. And Goff and Wentz are making so much less than them. They're accounted for 5% for their cap. All the quarterbacks are accounted for 25% of every team's cap. It's huge. It's huge. It's a game changer. For sure. Uh, all right. Next move we have here is Michael Crabtree going to the Ravens. I was just about to just talk about that. I don't know. When he said Flacco, 
I was just about to say that. Yeah, I love that move for the Ravens. First of all, that's some shady shit that went down in order to in order to clear the exact same amount of money that Ryan Grant that Ryan Grant was about to have. Yeah, and then very, they say, very look, weird. Ryan Grant failed passed, his physical, passed the exit physical for the Redskins, passed the physical with the Colts. Yeah, but failed the physical with the Ravens. Yeah, I swear they went to social media and they saw everybody just cutting their ass. Because everyone one, was like, yo, what? Yo, not one person said anything good about that move. No. At all. I mean, that's just a suspect deal. It was. Yeah. For the money guaranteed. Dude, and a, a, a fifth-string wide receiver. Is he, like, him. suing them or some shit? Yeah, I heard he was. He yeah. should. He, he should. should. 100% would, yeah. he should. I would. Yeah, because now I think with the Colts, it's a one-year deal for $5, five. million. Five. Where he was going to get, I think, 12-ish guaranteed so yeah he's gonna sue him i think it was it was three for 29 something that's the same there, thing yeah. crabtree got yo insane but, but great for the ravens i mean great like, i mean i wouldn't who knows but no nah, dude that's definitely Crab, he's obviously an upgrade like, obviously they saw something in ryan grant maybe ryan grant's the best wide receiver in the history of the world <laughs> and we don't know about it but uh, odds are he's not and this is a huge upgrade for the ravens because michael crabtree is one of the better Receivers in the game now has he lost a step? Probably possession he has, receivers. He, I would yeah, say. possession. He he reminds me a lot of Des Bryant. I, I feel like him and Des Bryant have a lot of similar attributes. Where if you throw them jump but balls, better coming down with them, younger. Yeah, younger and better at this Just point. Better. I, I I would say, I would say Des in his prime was better than Crabtree in his prime. But both I think that's without a doubt. Yeah. yeah so yeah. But, I'm but, a big Des hater, and I don't even think yeah, that's comparable. Obviously, and I but, also think that Des is younger than Crabtree. Is he overall? He might no, be. No, like age. Age. Wise. Yeah. He's younger than him. Yeah. He might be. Well, I, as of right now, Crabtree's playing like a younger Des Bryant, like a more <laughs> a more sprightly Des Bryant. He could still go up and get those jump balls like crazy. Uh, he doesn't have the separation, but he's a great route runner, and he's one of those guys on the team that brings swag to your team. And when you have a wide receiver core that's been just god awful for God knows how long with the Ravens, I, I don't remember one superstar wide receiver that I can name that played for the Ravens. So when you have that, uh, bringing a little swag to that wide receiver core isn't the bad thing. I think Steve Smith maybe is a – but you got Steve Smith in the last Boy, two years. My God. But that was the last two years of his career. He was still okay. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't call him like a superstar like he was in Carolina. Anquan. Oh, we're talking about Bolden. Yeah. Anquan, but he also yeah, – on yeah, the back end of his end. career. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But hold on, though. Yo, Bolden? Like, at what point are you going to say Crabtree's on the back end of his career? He's that's been true. Around, he's been around the block. He's probably on the back like, end, Like, yo, listen too. to this, though. Like, Crabtree was great with San Fran, but he didn't really have anyone to throw him the ball. Then he went to Oakland. It was kind of, you know, the number two, right, in terms of lineups and, you know, formations Only and shit. on paper. Only on paper. But in formations, too, he was kind of the number two. Sure. So it'd be interesting to see if he can go back, what, three years later, two, three years later as the number one. Yeah. And outside of himself, what else is there on that attack in Baltimore, lining up on the line? Yeah. they lo- Well, they, they lost Wallace to the Eagles. Right. Uh Paramin, on a one-year deal, who's Paramin in the first round? Who was a project, who hasn't seen the field? Has been a terrible move for them. Yeah, I was listening to Mel Kiper this morning, and there's only been four first-round wide receivers that you could say ended up being superstars. There are many first-round wide receivers there. I think in the last ten years, out of fifty-five draft picks. Wait, what? Four out of fifty-five draft picks. Number one, like top receivers. I mean Odell, Julio, Odell, Julio, Odell. Evans. Evans, uh, and not another, Watkins, same Watkins. Wa- uh, is Julio, he on there? Julio I mean, Jones. Watkins, Watkins has been at, but Julio yeah, but Jones, saying, Mike Evans. I don't know what's the list Cooks, based on though. Cooks, Cooks is, I think it was like a, a more top. Cooks was in was a double in digit the pick. Twenties, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like a top drafted wide receiver. I don't even know. If I'm Michael Crabtree too, like Crabtree was no. Crabtree was again in the double digits though. Was Dez? 
Des was the first round pick, yeah. I know he that was, but I'm talking about if he fits the criteria. Yeah. Well, no, ten, ten, anyway, ten, listen ten. to my, my listen to Kuiper. He's the one that said it. Anyway, <laughs> so Crabtree, I'm surprised he he took that deal so quickly, personally, because if you look at the draft, the draft has a couple good wide receivers, and it's a good depth wide receiver draft, but it's not exactly like superstar wide receivers. There's no wide receivers that are projected to go in the top 15 in any of the mock drafts that I saw, even the top 20. On top of that, he like this is a wide receiver needy league, so I'm I'm a little surprised that he took that kind of money so early. I think he could have got a little more from some a, a different contender. Yo, now that I think about it, the the point you brought up about you know like we've seen Bolden, we've seen Steve Smith go to Baltimore and have success at the tail end of their career. Crabtree, it, it's something about the Ravens where they find these gems and these older guys to still produce. They are they are gonna need somebody uh, opposite of him though for sure because. Crabtree is going to need a lot of help. Bolden was kind of, for lack of a better term, second fiddle to Torrey Smith. Yeah. Steve Smith was number one. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, we'll see what Crabtree can do. I mean, he's back as number one. You know, he's going to be seeing the top top corner at him at his face. I for think the whole Crabtree game. still got it. I think he still got it. But I don't know if he's giving you downfield for twenty yards. I don't no, know. I don't either. But that's not his role. He's a, like you said. He's a possession guy. He's a guy yeah. that if you need third and eight, he's going to get you nine. He's. I mean, I mean. I mean, yeah, they need someone. He's Anquan Bolden that they had. Right. Right. Shot Perryman. Well, what's his name? Campanero. A lamb. I mean, that uh, fucking guy. Week one run out. Let's go flyer. with Mike Wallace. He's gone to the Eagles. Yeah, he was the Alshon Eagles. Jeffrey deal. No. The one year, yeah. show me something. That's right, the Eagles. Would That's you a say, great deal for would the Eagles. Would you say he's a guy that kind of went to Baltimore and kind of rejuvenated his career? Mike Wallace? Yeah. He, he was... They tried to with Mac. The thing is, I think... I don't know like if he went to he went to Miami and he kind of shit the bet. He did, but he, I mean, Mike Wallace is what he is, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, he had a thousand yards then. I was watching. Uh, I was watching the NFL's longest plays on like during work today, uh, and Mike my, my preps. Yo, Mike Wallace is all over that shit. It's all Mike Wallace, and probably Deshaun Jackson. I don't remember seeing Deshaun. He's I didn't watch it all the way through though. I got Sean Jackson has the most minutes. sixty yard touchdowns in NFL history. So I'm saying, like this yeah. dude. I mean, Sean they're both Jackson's like this one was ninety five plus yard plays. Oh, Mike Wallace had the first like two or three. I think he had three in one year. It was one year. It was crazy. He had he had Ben. He had two in one yeah. game. I mean, you gotta think about it. Fucking Ben's tossing that shit. Yeah, that was when he was with uh, behind. Was he behind Sanders? They had Sanders, yeah, and a wow. young, a really young AB. Hmm. Hines. I think nah, Hines, Hines might have been gone was by then. Yeah. yeah, that was a while ago. Dude, I think he played with Hines. Maybe yeah. he, he. I think he played he with Vince Swan. <laughs> Shout out. That's Danny's guy. Uh, the last one we have here, uh, ASJ to the Jags. Good move. Tight? Uh, I mean, I like Terrell Pryor, who also should be on the list. Yeah. You know, free agent, moving teams. Uh, but, I mean, ASJ, if you want to go with him, uh, they bought in Julius Thomas a couple years ago, and he was like, and they let him go to Miami. So can Blake Bortles utilize the tight end to where it's like, damn, like we're going to make use of him here? Whereas on the Jets, he was heavily involved on the offense because mm-hmm. they didn't really have anything out wide except Robbie Anderson. Yes, Jermaine Curtis had a great year, but you know, if you look to ASJ, he revived his career after his off-the-field issues in Tampa. Came back to the Jets, they gave him a chance, and he thrived. But I don't know if he'll be able to thrive with the Jags. I mean, I like it because it gives him you know, up-the-seam kind of throw instead of throwing to the sidelines for Blake mm-hmm. Bortles. So I don't know. I'm kind of on that. I'll, I'll wait. 
I'll it, wait. I'll see how it plays I'd out. I like it for the Jags, to be honest with you, because, I mean, Blake Boros is a guy that we always see. We don't. I mean, I mean, Mercedes I mean, Lewis had a couple touchdowns last year, and when was the last time you heard Mercedes Lewis' name before last year? That's true. So, I mean, he might be all right. Bro, he blew up an entire weekend, that, that week that they played in London, and he had three, two, three yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, Ravens. yeah. Come on. I, I mean, ASJ, I got to see him continue it because he was a bust until last year. He wasn't a bust. He just couldn't. He had off-the-field troubles. Yeah. He had off-the-field troubles. He had injury troubles. The guy can never but stay He was a monster field. his rookie year when he was with Tampa. That's true. And he, he played well last year. He showed a, a knack for the goal line. I think which is why the Jaguars acquired him. I think that they need to be a little better passing by that goal line. Uh, you could give it to Fournette as, as many times as you want, but eventually defenses are going to catch on. If you have a guy like ASJ who's available at, on the play action, he's going to see a lot of touchdowns that way. Uh, and, I mean, ASJ's number should have been even better, but there was a couple of these catch rule th- situations that went down. Against the that, Bats, bro. Yeah, that please. really... Just move on. Yeah, that, on. I only remember on. that one. That fu- That's all you got to remember. There was a couple of them. Well, none of that happened at the end of the year. That really fucked him. And those, according to the new rules that we just went over, those would be catches now. So ASJ's had a good comeback season. Should have been an even better comeback season with like 100 more yards and two more touchdowns. So um, I like the move for the Jags, but I don't like dislike the move for the Jets. I don't think it's going to be a, a game changer. But look, put as many weapons as you can around Blake Bortles. If he's your guy, he's your guy. I don't understand it uh, personally to this point, how they're just so confident in him. Like I get how they may think he's the guy. I get that. I've had my my uh, Blake Bortles loves uh, you know, on the show, yes. but um, he, you know, put as many weapons around him as you can, man. Jags are interesting because I mean, this is second wave, and Alan Hearns walked on. You know, second wave of free agents that we haven't touched on. Alan Hearns walked to the Cowboys. Alan Alan Robinson walked to the Bears. Yeah. So he's working with a whole new arsenal of weaponry. I think the plan is just like we know he's not that good, but let's make everything else really good. T- to be fair, though, I I personally really like uh, Marquise Lee. And I mean, I have a man crush on D.D. Westbrook. Yo, everyone went ham though for them. To be honest with you, even yeah. that guy Mickens had like a fucking like two yeah. weeks. And where Cole, he went off. Kenneth, Kenneth, no, Kenneth Cole is a is Kenneth Cole is a shoe brand. Yeah. I, I want to say Ian for some reason. Ian Cole is a hockey player. Okay, it's Ian. K. Cole for sure. I think. Time to. I don't know, Keenan. but yeah, but all of them were going off. So Danny? I can see how they're like, "Yo, walk. Who cares? We're not paying no one on this offense." <laughs> Keelan Cole. Yeah. Keelan Cole. That's what I've been saying that. Let's fucking yeah. go. No, no one's been listening to me. I said oh, Keelan three speak times. Speak up. I didn't hear you say <laughs> no Keelan. Like, no, 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 I didn't hear it one time. You know why? Because he's a little nervous with the names. Yeah, he's Salza. Like, Salza was a bar. Salza was bad. Yo. Also, Sister Janice. Come Sister on. Sister Janice is all time. I hear a lot of stories about Sister Janice. My girlfriend's mentor, bro. I your girlfriend's mentor is Sister Janice. She started off teaching Catholic school. She's a teacher. Goodbye. Anyway. I mean that's legitimate. Yeah. She but was, Sister Janice. She was hard nosed but loving. I mean, just like every good teacher. <laughs> Sister I mean, Jean and the Wolverines. <laughs> I mean, that's legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> it's a legitimate story. Oh, His man, girlfriend's a teacher, thank, like thank you know. You. Okay. Okay. Across the table, pounds. Okay. Out here. Uh, anyway, uh, let's close this show with some uh, Odell talk. Mm. There's a lot of things circulating. Maybe he gets traded. Who fucking knows? Yeah, all over the back pages, you guys. I know newspapers are going out of style, but you know, I I read the, I see the newspaper every morning. So yeah. all over the back pages. Opening day, you got to read the newspaper for opening day. And he's still on the back pages. That's where you're getting your best coverage. I mean, football is king. That's why. <sighs> Which is crazy. Yeah. Nah, but like opening day is opening day, and for him to be on the back pages, he's just Odell. Like he's an enigma. He's He's like, yo, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be on these back pages, so no matter what, 
It's true. He's a Whether superstar. I'll tell you what. All, all the kids in my school got Odell hair. All them he got started the, that. Yeah, everyone has the that. The frosted tips. They all tips. got the, the Mohawks, Actually, Nick the started frosted that. tips. <laughs> Nick had frosted tips. <laughs> like yeah. That is Yo, true. Not going to lie. I wanted frosted tips as a kid. And my mom wouldn't let me do it. She's like, no. She did you a favor, dude. I don't know. I think I would have looked fire in frosted tips. <laughs> Very disagree. I used to have spiked hair, like spikes. Tim I do remember that. Tim definitely thinks about this because he's bald now. So yeah, he's like, like, if I, I, I rock frosted, frosted tips, tips one time, you know what I'm saying? I, I just pray for frosted tips every single day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll but, take uh, it. Where were we? Oh, yeah. Odell, let me ask you guys a question. Let me pose you a question. Oh, God. Is, so Odell said he's going to hold out. Right. Right. Uh, you don't want to pay him that much money, Mm-mm. right? Especially because the Giants are, are don't have that luxury of paying <laughs> a cheap quarterback, right? Yeah. So here's here's the question, and 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 Danny's already rubbing his face because face palming. He's we, face palming. I might know how you feel about this, well, right? but I'm going to present it back, anyway. If we pull the curtain so, back a little bit. We had about a 25 minute debate about this probably entire segment before right. we started recording. So, so yeah, that's why Danny's over there. I'm going to propose the question to you then. Cleveland Browns come a knocking, and they say, "Hey." We got a four. We got a 33. <laughs> What's good? Yeah, I'm doing it. Tell us why. Without a doubt. So he he's going into a contract year, right? So we don't know if we're going to have him after that. Right. If he came out and said, yo, I want to be a giant, I'll resign, and you'll have me for five years, I'll be a little hesitant. Which, to be fair, I before we start this conversation, whatever, I am under the assumption that he doesn't that he would rather play somewhere else. I don't know. I don't think he wants to play with Eli anymore, and Eli's going to play another two or three years, and does he want to just play with some random rookie? I don't know. I think he'd rather go to fucking L.A. You said he was on the back pages, and you were the one who told us before we started LA. this that he that said, was that was like I love L.A. Line. I mean, he has a house out there. He lives out there. so it makes And sense. they're hot right now. Yeah. Why? They're I mean, also picking up every big name. Peter, Sleeve, Sue, like we touched on earlier. So, Yo, if, if I'm the Rams, I'm going after it. What if the Rams offered like a one and a two this year and a one and a two next year? With, with without a doubt, but a those, one and a two this year and a one and a two last year, I think that's a no brainer. What about a one, two ones and a two, two ones and a two, yeah, one next year? But those are two late round. Like if you gotta imagine that it's a twenty three or twenty five. But they year. also have the number two this year, so keep that in mind. Giants. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, but they're not getting the number two. No, but they have it. Right. But think about how many other scenarios could stem from that. Then the Giants could repackage those trades and move up and do other things with those picks too. That's why I think the four and thirty three is better. You don't got to repackage a thing. See, do you know what I'm? Do you know what I'm doing if I'm the from the Rams? I'm calling the Rams and I'm saying, "Hey, the I'll Giants, give you calling the Giants." No, I'm, if you're I'm the Rams, you're the Rams. I'm calling the Colts. Excuse me. Going, hey, Indy, we'll give you the, our first round pick. We'll give you our second round pick. We'll give you our third round pick. Give us the sixth pick. When they say okay to that, I'm calling the Giants and I'm saying I'll give you the sixth pick this year and our first round pick next year for Odell. And I think it's done. I think that's it's a done deal. I think both. I think all both. That's really. I uh, think all parties agree to that. So you you just brought a three team deal yeah. into the NFL. Yeah, but I think if that's that's what makes the most sense to me because if Odell wants to go to LA, <laughs> Danny's having fucking if heart Odell, palpitations over there. Look, if Odell wants Danny's to go to LA, sweating right? over there right if now. If Odell wants to go to LA. That's the, he's he's not going there for a twenty. If the best thing you're getting back for Odell is a twenty third pick, you lose the trade. Period. Yeah, that's I it. It doesn't it doesn't you lose the trade. Your trade the trade is lost. Yeah. So doesn't matter how many picks you get in the future because they're gonna be good. That pick next year could, for whatever you know, be the twenty be the thirty second pick. Yeah. You know because they might win the world uh, the World Series. They might win the Super Bowl. 
They Santa might Cal- win the World Series too. That's how fucking good they are right now. <laughs> and if they got Odell, they're going to be even better. So you got to package something to move up and get that six pick somehow because that's the pick that everyone's going to want. And if that pick is in the trade, then if you're the Giants, you're like, okay, now we got to listen. Is it really the pick everyone wants when they're if four and thirty three is on the board? Well, you got to all right. So for the Browns, hypothetically, it's all hypothetical. The Browns have Landry, right? The Browns need an identity. He would bring that. The Browns also have the wide receiver coach. That was his wide receiver coach at LSU. Not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. So the Browns look like they may be positioning to get that. But if you're the Browns and you already have wide receivers, are you? Coming to get a wide receiver that you're gonna have to pay fifteen million dollars a year to. It's not fifteen. If it was fifteen, it wouldn't be an issue. If it was fifteen million dollars that he wanted, it wouldn't be an issue. He'd be signed already. Okay, twenty. He wants to be the most expensive player in the league, and you're not when you're a wide receiver. There's not. That's not gonna happen. Let's be real. That's not gonna happen. But Think about the last wide receiver that was top five in his position that has won a Super Bowl. You got to go a long way back. I'm thinking like Marvin Harrison. That far. I'm, I'm he, was on, he was on the back, he was on the a, back a, nine a, by then. A clear top five without a doubt wide receiver. Reggie Wayne was almost the man at that point. That has mm-hmm. that has won a Super Bowl. Seattle didn't have one. The Patriots have never had <laughs> they one. They barely Ran- had a one. <laughs> when you say won a Super Bowl. Won a Super what about Bowl. about Randy? They didn't win a Super Bowl. That's they lost to the right. Giants. Because there's been a lot of teams that have had really good wide receivers that lost in the Super Bowl or Julio, lost on the way to the Super Bowl. Julio lost in the Super Bowl. This entire situation is so hypocritical of me because I'm all for trading a draft pick for a proven commodity, which Odell is. You know what you're getting with Odell. Which is so against the Nick rules. It's all about proven players. I would give up a draft pick for something that I know for certain every every single day of the week. But we've talked about you're all about trading the 4-33 if that was on the table for Odell. Have yeah. you not said and, and if we were the Browns, if, no, no. If Nick no, no. was the Giant, yeah, because oh yeah. Well, know. I'm saying like either way though. I feel like if you were the Browns too, you'd be like, yeah, I trade with four to thirty-three for Odell. That's awesome. That's a lot. That's another thing. Do the Browns want to do that? Yo, we yeah. also we also need to show love to Odell because this guy is he's done more in his first four years than any wide receiver has ever done. Mind you, his rookie year he missed four games. And then he got suspended one game, the 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 Josh Norman Incidents, the year yeah, the yeah. year after. Last year he missed twelve games, so he's missed about a season's worth, and he's already the most pro- productive wide receiver in a four year stretch. The Giants trading him, he might be the Jerry Rice of this generation. He is a a generational talent. He I, I tweeted out he is the best offensive player the Giants have ever had. I was telling Dylan when they first got him, we don't deserve him. We've never had a guy like that. Right. Right. With all that being said, for what he's asking, the fact that Eli Manning is 37 years old, and it would have been nice if we would have saw Davis Webb for a game, game and a half, to see what we got. Because right now we're just seeing him throw to Evan Ingram. In a way, we did see what we what we got. If you put Geno Smith in there over Davis Webb, we see what we got. We that, have nothing. Yeah, same yeah. thing with Hackenberg. Like everyone's like, yeah, see what he got. <laughs> yeah, the fact that he's not your backup quarterback and Geno Smith is tells you, I think, everything you need to know about Davis Webb. Right? That's true. I guess. But that, it, that. Uh, that was only year one of Davis Webb to be, you know. Sure, but in a lost season, I want to see you. If you're a Jeff fan in a lost season, I want to see Hackenberg. So let me ask you a question, Nick, then. So now you have a situation where, let's say you do trade Odell for the two and the four, right? What are you doing? No, are we you have no, the two. four and the thirty-three. Four and the thirty-three. Okay, you trade Odell. Let me rephrase that. You trade Odell. Now you have the two and the four. So what are you going to do? Are you taking like a quarterback and then Barkley? 
Are you taking what? What's what's the plan? What what do you think is you'd be you'd be able to get the quarterback in Barkley? Yo, is Chubb in play with the departure of JPP? I wouldn't want to mention. I think Chubb's in play, hundred percent. Two and four. I think Chubb's got. I don't think play. so. I, I I don't think quarterback and Chubb is a bad play if you get two and four. I really don't think the Giants taking a quarterback. I might be in the minority no, here. I, but I don't I, think I'm, they're taking. I'm one. I'm with you. The mock draft that I put out last week was. Ideally, what I think hope and hope should happen when yeah. it comes to the Giants, right? Because we were having this argument. Barkley, he might be nice for five, six years because that's just the nature of the beast of being a running back in the NFL. Eventually, you just yo Le'Veon Bell has fifteen hundred carries in four years. That's a wow. lot. A touches. I'm sorry because he catches mad balls out the backfield right. and shit. A running back, their their shelf life to be effective and productive, it's small. Where I could take a quarterback and I can have 15 years, I think that's a no-brainer. And also, this is a franchise that doesn't pick this high. Last time they did, it was Eli. I think you have to take advantage of that. But this is also a league where you could draft a quarterback at 12, at 16, and and still have an effective player. Yo, but if... So the Giants were out, right? They let JPP go, but they bought a Nate Solder. So they're still planning on winning next year. Yeah. Can they win without yeah, they Odell? And, and their de- and their defensive their defensive stars are all being paid. Right, right. Vernon, Vernon, uh, Vernon, Snacks, uh, Olivier Vernon, Jenkins, Jenkins. They, yeah. they all went out and got these guys making, less than two, yeah. year, two years ago. Ogletree's making six million dollars. Ogletree, a year. they traded for. So you got you got to figure if the Giants are. I'm just t- saying. So so do you need Odell to win? Because uh, that's what I was going to say. Brandon like, Marshall if, if is hypothetically on the cusp, you know, of getting cut. And then Sterling Shepard is, is a slot guy. He, who, if you trade, if you get rid of Odell, who's lining up out wide for you? You need you need Odell to win. If you're My the thing is though, you can get a wide receiver. There's a but can you get him in this one one year window or two year window that you have Eli for the rest of his career? I, I, also, another thing, like you you mentioned, shelf life. <sighs> yes, running backs have short shelf lives, but if you are Trading Odell for the fourth pick in order to position yourself to get Saquon Barkley, who is the highest graded running back since uh, since uh, Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson, even yeah. higher than Zeke. Yeah. Right. So if you're trading that, the shelf life of Odell at this point in his career is about the same as the shelf life at, of Saquon. So you're trading one for one, basically, and you're positioning yourself to get the quarterback of the future plus a playmaker to take Odell's place. Now, the- go ahead. The argument that the Giants need Odell to win, I think, is false. Because with Odell, they're twenty-one and twenty-six. Without him, they're five and twelve. Are they more productive offensively? Yeah, absolutely. But the wide but, receiver just doesn't translate to wins. But without him, they're five and twelve. You said. Yeah, but they're they're still below five hundred both scenarios. Yeah, but if you get rid of him this year, what what do you, what is Easy E throwing? Also, to the entire wide receiving core went down this year. Also, one year of that was eleven and five. Sure. Yeah. They also had spent $200 million in the offseason on the defense. Man, there's no problem with that. Which is still intact. Right. Yeah. Right. So but, what if you get rid of Odell now? That 11-5 yeah, is and kind and of now, Conan's question. And now you also have better pieces offensively than you did prior to that. Evan Ingram, is, a lot of people are high on. Tight end. You have, a, you have a guy, Sterling Shepard. He's not a number one. He's a slot guy, sure. But you have two weapons that you can, you can work with. What if the Bills offer their two first-round picks? What are their picks? 14 and somewhere in the 20s. Uh, I don't think the Bills would do that. I mean, hypothetically, you go ahead, but like they just signed McCarron, and I think that they're going with McCarron. Yeah. 
I don't think they really need OBJ. I don't, I don't know I, how I, you could be offered first-round picks for a wide receiver, two of them, and not give it up. I think it's crazy. I think the only position I'm trading a first-round pick. Yeah, OBJ is a that. generational type talent. He's right. proved that so far with for his sure. numbers through, through and, four years. And I'm going to look foolish when, when he gets so traded. But so is Julio Jones. And he lights it up. But he's he's a generation ahead of him. He's the AB generation. But I'm just he's saying. He's like four like, years older than him. But I'm saying, like, I don't know. I'm, like, so on the fence about it. Like, I want to keep Odell just because, like, I'm a Giants fan. You want to see Odell, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, like, I'm all about the longevity of the team and whatever. I don't know. It's very hard to be like, yo, let's trade this guy. Because, like, he's fucking nasty and just ridiculous. Yo, I mean, we've seen the shit that he does. From a financial standpoint, also, if you're looking at it as the Giants and your team is going to be 4-12 and 12 again, which I'm not very high on the Giants going into next year. If he plays 16 games, you know that you're going to be selling out. Yeah, you're chilling. You know that you're so you have. think Everyone's the Giants going to be, be four and 12 with a returning roster and the second round, second overall pick? Not four and 12, but I don't. I still don't think that they're a playoff team next year. The entire division is better. I think if they keep Odell at Saquon, they're a playoff team. I really do. I really think that that's the case. I think if they if they add a playmaker, I think they're pushing Philly for not for first. I, I, I think they push Philly for first place. No, yeah, I Philly agree. got so much. No, better. no. If, t- if Tim's hypothetical, if comes my to hypo- fruition, if, if OBJ plays and Saquon is drafted, all of a sudden you're going to see that's a, a win now move. Brand new Giants offense, brand spanking. And if that defense can recover, because that defense is going to have to recover, because they did not have a good year last year. A lot of that came from the offensive efficiencies that were on the field like crazy, inefficiencies. Excuse me. And the coach, the co- yeah, the co- the whole situation with the Giants last year was murky, but. You take you take Saquon now and you give him a whole new level of on defense where you have to maybe draw in those safeties on some play actions where you have another guy to make plays uh, that are longer than twelve yards outside of Odell on a slant. You know it's going to be not, that adding that extra piece. All of a sudden the Giants are contenders. But also at the same time, does that make them good enough to win? Because if you can't win, then don't take Barkley. I think because pos- you're passing up on a quarterback. Yo, possibly it could make them. Good to win next year. I don't think so, dude. I you think, think so. Barkley makes them is the difference? They also went out and got if, Nick if Solder. He's as, if he's as so good, what? if he's as good as they say, yes. So you think that difference. if the Giants got Barkley, yes, they're, they're a, a Super Bowl team. How can you say so what to to Nate Solder when he's the best left tackle on the market? But but yeah, how is that so? Well? On, yeah, but hold on, on. But how can uh, you, maybe how not can Super Bowl. Say, how can you make how them a Super Bowl? You make them a Super Bowl winner. No, no, a playoff team who can make a run team. as a wild card team or a division right. winner. Right, and then once you're in, anyone has a chance. Here's my thing: you have three years of Eli, and then no one. So do you take a quarterback, or do you take this kid right. and hope to God it pans out that's this the, year? That's the win now mentality. He's going to say, "Quiet." Yo, what he's saying? You're still hoping saying. to God that a quarterback makes it this year. You're still hoping. There's no. There's no less yes, hoping you, to but God. But at least you put your a team in a position where, like, we're trying to make sure that we're good for the next 15 years. Not taking this dude. We're good for five years, and we're trying to win today when we just fucking sucked dick. Well, it's a different. That's a different. A lot of injuries. A lot of injuries. And you, there's a lot, of, and you also have an entire defense, like Nick said, making so much money, and these guys are gonna run out of money. So what are you gonna do? Are you gonna spend your second round pick where you can get one of the most talented players in a generation, and add that to your offense? Are you gonna waste that on a guy that's gonna be sitting on the bench the entire season? Second overall when, pick. Second that's overall right. pick. When you when you see the rest of the roster is kind of win now. So you have an entire win now roster, but you're gonna draft for the future. Doesn't make much sense to me, especially in a league where you are, you can play a rookie quarterback. It's it's not only like looked on with positive feelings; it's the norm. Yeah. Now, if you don't start as a rookie, you're looked at 
Yeah, were you the wrong pick? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with Mitch Trubisky. Everyone, all right. Let's go with him. Can I give a counter to that? Can I give a counter to that? The Packers did this, right? They were in a win now mode. They had Favre. That team was loaded. They were just in the. they, they had made a deep playoff run. They were in the NFC Championship game the year before. I think they had lost to the Falcons in the playoffs. Um, not in the NFC Championship game, but they were in the playoffs. Then they drafted Aaron Rodgers. He sits behind them. And then uh, from there... A little bit of a different issue. They drafted Rodgers in the 20s. 24, I believe, is, was his draft position. You're not talking about drafting number two overall here. Sure, but the the discussion was that he should have been the first-round pick. Yeah. He, sh- he should have been first the overall first pick. overall pick. Yeah. He was a Cali kid. San Francisco had the pick. That's why there's always that debate about Alex Smith and, and Rodgers. What could have happened if Rodgers would have went there? He grew up a Niner fan, too. It was like a layup for you to take a layup bar. It's been a while, <laughs> right? So with Rosen or Darnold or whoever falls there, I, I personally, I think Rosen is going to be the best of the bunch. That's why I'm so convinced on him. And I think I've had a pretty good track record on quarterbacks coming out. I've been high on a few guys, and they've panned Yo, out. My quarterback track record is... Beyond terrible. You know, you know who I was a big fan of? Tyler Bray. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember Tennessee. that. Tennessee. Yeah. Yo, first of all, I have a tweet. Also, I like Brandon Whedon. I think he's going to do good things. Yo, Tyler yeah. Bray is still on the Chiefs, though. So he's still in the league. You know what I'm saying? Still yeah, still he's getting around. his second, second team rest. Sticking around. Yeah. Sticking around. Like, my worst take was, like, I love Derek Carr coming out. I like Mariota. Loved Andrew Luck. I mean, everyone knows that. Bortles was, like, my bad, you know, black eye. Everyone has that. Everyone has a rough night on the town. AFC Championship quarterback is all I'm saying. I, I just think that if you're the Giants and to set them up for the future long term. Also, can we address the elephant in the room, too? And I'm a big Eli apologist. Eli hasn't been playing that well either. Well, that's the thing. This pick is he tells a Super you, Bowl quarterback? But that that's what this pick tells you. He is. When it comes April or May, you know, draft. when it comes draft day, are the Giants playing for now? That pick will tell you. Or are we playing for the future with a quarterback? That's a good point. And Ode- that, the Odell situation that's what that is going to tell, tell you. Too. Right. And, and, and you know what it is? Depending on who they pick, it could fit for both. Right? They draft Quinton Nelson at two. You're playing for now and the future. Because this dude's coming in right away. And I think he's Zach Martin. Yeah, but I also don't think you take him at two. No, you don't. Not after you sign a Solder, you're not taking him at two. But you do have a hole to fill. You lose Richburg and you lose Pew. Mm, true. Pew, yeah, Pew, Arizona. Shout out to Q. Is he gone? That's my guy. Yeah. That could know. that could be the pick. Though. Good riddance. I, by I the also way, think want, just because you $10 have million dollars a year. I also think just because you have a loaded team doesn't mean that you can't be realistic and be like, you know what, we're not a Super Bowl team. Yeah. I think that you have to be realistic and think like, okay, did it just not work out? Did we just fuck this up? Did we do whatever? Like, and, and just. Plan for that because if we're not going to win in the next two years, or or whatever, since uh, when Eli's behind there, then like if no one's got faith in Eli, if Eli has another shit year, now you lose out on the quarterback, and we draft Barkley, who's back there. Who the fuck's throwing the ball now? Yeah. Who, the, who only God knows who's throwing the ball. And look, Eli, Eli, you could defend them. The offensive line has been really bad. Yeah. A lot of wide receivers have dropped a lot of passes. Since 2011, him and Matt Ryan are one and two in drop passes for, for from wide receivers. But still, he also hasn't been playing well. And he's he's shot. When you're looking around the league and Breeze and Brady are still lighting it up and they're two, three years older than him, and he looks like he's a shot fighter, as I've said many times, it's it's very concerning. But you also got to think about like how much is that on Eli? Like, how much of it is Eli can't play anymore, and how much of it is 
first of all, the Giants have no running game. Haven't had a running game in the entire Eli Manning era. Right? They also have no offensive line. We Eric, had one. No, they they the Super Bowl year we had a good running game. I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't call it a top running game. My Bradshaw, you had a, like like Brent and Jacobs you had a were solid one. It's Eric Ward, Earth, Wind, and Fire. What's Might not be the household names, but they were solid. Uh, yeah, all they right. were solid. When I say didn't have a running game, I mean like a superstar yeah, running back. Like, yeah, but that's know. a lot of teams though that don't have superstar running backs. All right, fine. They had a running game once ten years ago. Okay, you happy? Yeah. All right. So they had a running game once ten years ago. Right? They don't definitely don't have one now. Orleans Dark was not tickling my pickle. Right? And then you got and then you have offensive line issues. You have Odell Beckham who's out, and it's just Eli behind a bad line with no running game throwing a Sterling Shepard. That's not a recipe for success. No. So how much of it is Eli? That's I, a, that's a, I, it's a hard question. I think he's he's at fault too. He's not. He's I not don't clear think. I don't think him. by any means. I really even with Barkley. I I don't even see them sniffing a Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? I'm not. not no one's it, talking Super Bowl. Sniffing a playoff. I run. said that. No, but he's talking about like. I'm talking about a playoff. Game. I'm talking about they could get in the playoffs and make noise. I agree. I don't know. I think they can make noise. I don't in the see playoffs, why not no with problem. that defense. They picked up Ogletree, who's Tim's not hot on, but I am. I they mean, got Olivier Vernon. They got snacks I'm, on the line, stopping the run. Also, even if I'm not hot on him, he's still an upgrade. Right. With the with the Giants linebacker core. Like, regardless of if he's a superstar or not, he's an upgrade. So they, they're upgrading. They addressed linebacker. They they, they addressed the old line with Nate Solder. They can yeah, address know, anything we, they you want also with lose, the number two You also lose JPP, and our secondary was what last year? George Jenkins was hurt last year. Sure, and Eli Apple. I don't even like. I don't even know what the fuck is going on with that guy. Does he even want to play football? I don't know. <laughs> so if you're, so if you are building towards the future and you do plan to take a quarterback with that number two pick, then taking the four and the thirty three is an absolute no brainer for Odell. Agreed. It, that, it's, but only it's, for taking it's all a quarterback. About, it's all about what you're planning for. Do you want to plan for the future? Because if we're planning for the future, we got a lot of shit to uh, to address right. here. And if you're taking a quarterback number two. And you're not trading OBJ, you're dumb. Not, d- not good not good management of the roster. Just straight up not good management of the roster. I just the only thing I don't want to happen is we pay OBJ because again, I don't want to see him go. It's it would suck and like whatever. You can't bad. watch that guy score touchdowns. I'm so, like, I'm so on the fence about it. So am I. But here's the thing. I wouldn't want to 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 watch him. Walk away, and you get nothing out of that. That's, That's what I'm That's saying. That's gonna fuck too. us forever. That's what I'm saying too. That would screw us. Look, this dude is also what 24, 25 years old, so he's still young. God, that sucks. Right, and if you draft, here's the thing: fuck. if if they draft Rosen or they draft Arnold, whoever, right, then you would have the luxury of paying Odell what he wants for three, four years, right. Because then you become the L.A. Rams. You become the Philadelphia Eagles, where you have a franchise QB. And you're not paying them any money. Then you could do the deal. I'll, it's what I've told you in the past. I'll give oh, the T.Y. Hilton makes $14 million a year. It's dope when Andrew Luck is his quarterback because he could grow with Andrew Luck. You know that T.Y. Hilton's going to be in his prime and Andrew Luck's going to be in his prime. I'm not giving Odell this money when I don't know what's, how much longer I have of Eli when now it's not even good. And I don't know what's behind them. That's a lot. Yo, a wide receiver does not win Super Bowls, in my opinion. Don't. I agree. I, I agree watched I watched the Seahawks. Yo, it's crazy. Like, I, at this stage in the NFL, it's like a DB is almost worth paying more than, than a wide receiver. Yeah, because it's a passing league. You also won't. You That's what I'm saying. Like, shut down corner covered. is almost 
worth paying more than just locking down that that wires that Odell for for four or five years, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, but that's what this league has become. We could talk about this all day, but let's wrap this shit the fuck up. I can't wait for the draft. It's gonna be exciting, dude. This is probably the most like. I mean, at least for us. I mean, we have the two pick. It's like the most highly anticipated. Mel Kiper. I mean, the Jets got. We're right behind you, bro. No, but I'm saying. You know, hey. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying. I'm saying like. <laughs> That's fire, yo. There's magic. <laughs> it's kind of like not fire, fire and not fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> New York like, sports yo, is a shithole. Together, dude. Yeah. Yo, if you look at New York sports, hockey, irrelevant. Rangers and Islanders are missing yeah, the playoffs terrible. this year. Football and both missed the playoffs. But basketball. baseball stars. Both one and zero. The Mets and Yankees are both going to be good this year. Watch and and both basketball teams are trash. Are so, yeah. in the That's the trash. Baseball is a saving grace. That's in New the trashest sport we have. It's yeah, been. Bad. It's, bad. it's been. It's bad. Um. Anyway, Tim, where can they find you? At Tim Patrap on all social media outlets. Guess what? Your boy is back. Wow. It's been a month. I'm out here today. Today I got back. I'm out, I'm out here. I'm out here taking shits and, and scrolling through Instagram stories. Tim, Tim had again. to post on Instagram about the mess opening day. So I, that's had why. To, had to, that had was to. the plan. The plan was always to come opening back day? on opening day. Yeah. That's fire, um, fire. At Brodo Fantasy for all your fantasy baseball needs, man. That's it. Uh, Nick? LanVM10 on all social media outlets. Uh, at Degeneration Bet, the Twitter handle for DB. Actually, I had Tim on there, and we crushed uh, MLB futures and props. Uh, Tim also said how it's it's it was refreshing talking Sports from a betting perspective. It's cool. It adds a different angle. Yeah, it does. Crazy. And it's cool to be like, this is my take. Let's see if Vegas agrees. Yeah. That it's cool. This it's cool. Vegas humbles you, man. Or or fills your head with mad gas because I no, they agree bro. with everything I said. No. <laughs> no one talk about betting in front of boss. Oh, oh, last Please. thing. Starting Monday, big week for the jerks. It's Mania week. Ooh, brother, Mania. brother. So, I need to think about that. So Mania twenty three week. We're, uh, UFC 223, oh, and then Mania the next day. Oh. Oh. Greek Easter so, that morning, too. Lamps so up. So many sweaty bodies oh. being crushed on each other. Catholic Easter is this week. So, so yo, big, big week ahead. Big week ahead. And <laughs> uh, DeVito27 on Twitter and the gram. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Joe Santagato, and uh, go follow the show at Veterans Minimum. Our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Veterans Minimum, and our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Veterans Minimum. And don't forget to follow mp 2 IMPY seven one eight. The boy changed it. You already know. He he doesn't even say you don't already, you already know anymore. It's, I know. He's, he's really a different boys. guy. It's he's a different guy. It's disgusting. And that is all. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Doing good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.